0: Please take your word and open to Colossians chapter 2. And I'm going to read only two verses of Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. As we approach the Lord's table this evening, I want us to Meditate on God's forgiveness that he has given us. Forgiveness is what characterizes us as believers. It's what sets us apart. And when we look into the depths of forgiveness, we see that it is a messy business. Messy because it deals with that which is most vile and disgusting, wretched and appalling before the great, holy, holy, holy God. Forgiveness comes about because sin has been dealt with. And the effect of our sin is seen clearly in Colossians. We were dead in our trespasses. Our spiritual state was one of utter helplessness. We were enslaved to sin For someone to quicken a dead person to act is impossible. They will not listen to you. They will not respond to you as they lie there in their state of unconsciousness. And so finally, we give up. Thankfully, God did not give up on us. In fact, God has and can quicken the dead person as we are all witnesses of. He takes the one whose soul is dead and he awakens it to a glorious life, a life all satisfying, united with our living water, our bread of life, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. How is it possible for us to have such a resurrection from the dead and be united with Christ? It is possible because we have been forgiven of all our sin that which once made us enemies of God, that which once separated us from God, that which once made the wrath of God rest upon us. He has taken away through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God saved us by forgiving us all our trespasses. Not one sin was left unforgiven. The immensity and vastness of our sin was paid for on the cross by Christ. I want us to dwell on the importance of the little word there in verse 13. Forgiven us all. One sin would have meant that we still would have been dead, separated from God under his wrath. But we did not have just one sin. They were many. The list was long. The scroll was never ending. But how have we been completely forgiven? How have we been completely forgiven? We have been forgiven because God has canceled the record of our debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Before we were saved, before we were awakened to the new life in Christ, there was a record of debt that God kept that stood opposed to us. We were in debt because of the sin we committed, we committed against God and his law. Our offenses were kept as a judgment against us. This certificate of debt had legal demands against us. It stood opposed to us. It said, look at all these offenses. Look at these sins. All these trespasses committed against God. And it railed at us in judgment. You are guilty. You stand condemned. And then, for us, the two greatest words we could hear, but God, but God took that record of debt that had all of our sins written on it, laid out. And then he took the blood of Jesus Christ and he wiped the sins away so they're no longer Held against us, there's no longer a record of our debt. Literally, he wiped the sins off of the page. And then we say with Isaiah, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall become white as snow. Though they are, crim- or th- though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Our soul, once stained with sin, is now completely pure once the record of debt showed us to be guilty and condemned. And now we are able to proclaim there is now no, therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The record of debt stood between us and God. And God removed through the death and resurrection of his son. So now we who were once dead might be able to come to him. Might be able to love him might be able to fellowship with him. Our record of debt had completely cut us off, completely alienated us from God. But he acted in such a way to take it away. And the only way he could take it away was through the sacrificial death of his son. In that sacrifice, Christ made an atonement of our sin. How did God take away these demands, he nailed them to the cross. He nailed them securely. It was common for the person who was crucified to have their sins written down and nailed with them on the cross so all could see why they were being crucified. God took our sins and he nailed them to the cross with Christ. God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God go back in verse 13 to the word forgiven this word brings amazement and glory to my mind as i look at it and specifically think about it in the greek the greek word here for forgiven is charizomai you might be thinking why would this bring amazement or glory to anyone's eyes. When we think of this word, charizomai, it comes from the Greek word, charis, which is the word that means grace. So charizomai means to forgive out of grace. It was not only God's mercy that forgave us, but it also was his great grace. He not only took our sins away, but he has given us life together. With Christ. And so our hearts should ring out as Psalm 103 does Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And while we remember that we have been completely forgiven, there is still this daily cleansing which must take place in our lives. As we read in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we come to the Lord's table, As we come to celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord, may we rejoice in the great forgiveness which has been given to us because of Christ. And may we also see that if we are in need of cleansing, that we would confess, repent of our sin before him so that this time will be worship given to our Lord from a pure heart. Matthew 26, 26 through 28 says this. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins.